Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. Welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we take a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we kind of dissect it and look at it from a bunch of different angles and hopefully present some information that is new and helps you elevate your gigs and your gear to the next level. You can subscribe to this podcast very easily. Simply visit our website at practicalbass.com and Click on the subscribe link and you'll find instructions uh, for your favorite podcasting apps. Whether you use the podcasts app on an iPhone, Google Play Music on an Android phone, if you use iTunes on your Mac computer, Stitcher Radio on any platform, or just about any podcasting app that's out there for your computer or mobile device, you can find Practical Bass there. Just search for Practical Bass, and when the subscribe link comes up, you just hit it and you'll receive a fresh episode delivered to you weekly with all the latest goings on here from the Practical Bass crew. You can also give us some feedback anytime you feel like it. We love to hear from our listeners. If you'd like to ask about various topics that you would like to hear us ramble or discourse on, if you'd like to offer some criticism or some feedback on something that you've heard, we would love to hear from you. It's what makes it all worthwhile for us. You can also do that through our website at practicalbase.com. Just click on the contact link and fill out the form and we receive those emails. We read everything we get there. But you can also find us on social networks. Facebook is a great place to find us. Just look for Practical Base and you can like our page and send your feedback there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, on Google+. You can even find us on Instagram. And every once in a while we share uh, crazy photos of uh, what the, the crew is doing here. Uh, like my co-host Dave here. Like just, I think just last last week I sent out a, uh, a post from our Practical Base feed showing you hard at work at a gig. I mean, that was pretty hard at work. That's for work. sure. You I work hard. I work hard, hard. I work hard, hard for my money. Yeah, you do. I work you, hard for my $35. You're, you are a hardworking man in, <laughs> in showbiz around here. Um, so, Dave, what are we going to talk about this week? Today, this week, we talk about cables. Cables. Oh, cables. You know, I thought last week was dry with the whole DI thing, right? Like, we socked them with a lot of pretty dry information you know my mom always told me when you go dry go drier just <laughs> take it take it take it down a notch let's let's really let's really get it so well, yeah on, we're but, gonna do we're gonna do cables yeah uh, but but come on like i mean so in my mind as i'm like thinking about this topic right when we're <laughs> when it came to us i'm thinking how how much is there to say about cables right i mean a cable's a cable, right? It is. But a cable's a cable. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we've got a million of them, right? Like, there's there's literally, like, a million cables laying on the floor right now of the Practical Base Studios here. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Like, is there, are there baskets of them, bags of them, things <laughs> hanging? Like, everywhere, every studio, every musician always yes. just has, like, a problem with <laughs> yes cables. Yes, to all of those. <laughs> I literally was downsizing my life. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, yeah. and I got rid of two baskets of cables. Oh my god! And and the beauty of it is that they went in five minutes yeah. on on Craigslist. Like oh, they yeah. were gone. Yeah, yeah. Just like it's a basket of cables, you get what you get. They probably work, but I don't know. 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. A cable because everybody cable. needs them. Right. But, so, so speaking of needing them, like, what do you normally pack for cables? Um, I mean, you know, I try to keep it slim, but you know, it's mostly um, I've got my guitar cables, right? Right. The ones that go from my bass guitar to yep. my amplifier. Um, shielded mostly quarter inch. Um, you've got the ones that go the little like patch pedal board. Yeah. The minis. Yeah. Do, so for your wait, so some of these, these instrument cables though, mm -hmm. what, like, is there a type that you prefer? I do. I do have a tendency, um, you know, because they're on the road and because they're moving, like I usually just buy the ones with the warranty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like the best by warranty guy. Like a lifetime. Yeah. Like I don't have to have a lifetime. Like exchange no questions right. or whatever no questions that although i've never although i've never questioned it I, i'm told there's no question <laughs> has any musician ever brought back a cable i don't know we'll find that out maybe by some of the feedback but i mean aside from that you know of course you know you got your pedals i always keep like extras i keep some of those like you know pedal board cables and i keep some mm -hmm. xlrs those microphone cables mm -hmm. right um, and I keep different sizes of them as well, right? Like different lengths and mm -hmm. stuff. Different yeah. lengths. Yeah. Um, speaker cables for the cabinet, um, quarter inch also speak on. Yeah. So yeah. kind of your basic run of the mill bag of cables. Yeah. How about you? What do you got? Um, I mean, mostly the same, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I do carry a short XLR patch cable and you know, the reason for that mm. is, is kind of funny. Like my setup when we're in a small stage, like I'm normally running sound. Right. And so often I'm pulling the DI off my amp on okay. the board and the board literally is sitting on top of my amp usually. Right. Cause it's like, that's one of those little compact, you know, that's that, that compact line six stage skateboard. Yep. And so I run this little, I have this little XLR patch cable that just comes out of my DI doop -a -doop -a -doop, perfect. Boom, right down into the, into the board on top of it. So, you know, <laughs> maybe it's an insurance policy. Like if the board drops off, that'll hold it. Right. No, I doubt it. It'll just, it'll just, it's more just like away. happiness knowing that like the length of the cable matches it's the perfect. distance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like perfect for A that. A little bit of happiness. Run. Yeah. And it's, and it's so small, it will fit anywhere. Right. Um, one other thing that I carry is like a, a power cord, an, I, an oh. IEC power cord. Like that's the kind, you've seen the kind they have like, they have, they're grounded and they've got three, like it's got a, it's got a funky, like almost like half a stop sign yep. um, uh, form to it. Like right. it's the kind that you find for like every computer out there mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So there's actually a name to that cord because I yeah. call it the computer cord that also fits into my base amp the computer power cord yeah i think they call them IE iec but that's super hip yeah. yeah yeah we just all learned that you're welcome ding i'm gonna put a little ding in there like here <laughs> that'll be amazing you're welcome <laughs> um yeah do you know what actually now that i think about it i keep now that i know that name i keep two lengths of iecs in my mm -hmm. bag mm -hmm. yeah a short length like for my amp and then i have like a cheap one that I got at when my local radio shack was going out of business. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought like a 20 foot one and it comes in handy every oh, now yeah. and then. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. It's white, which yeah. is weird to have like a white cable on the stage, but you know, depending on where you run it. Right. Right. Like I think that, um, 
I bought some power cables a couple years ago and I think I got them off Amazon or something like that. I mean, sure. I, I can't remember who made them, but I specifically bought these power cables that were like 14 gauge or something like 12 right. or 14 gauge, something like that. They're really thick yep. and they're made to handle like, you know, you, you can use them outdoors and, and they're mm-hmm. like, I can't remember like 18 feet long or something like that, 15 or 18 right. feet long. And so they're perfect for like, you know, powered speakers that are up on stands and then yep. you have to run down the pole and then a little ways on the stage to get to the power box or whatever. Right. Um, best things I ever bought, man. Like they yeah. have come in handy so many times. Yeah. Cause when you, when you start to manage the distance, like the length of those cords, you don't, yeah. No one ever takes into consideration like where it's got to come down, like what pole it has to come down and where it has to yeah. go back up and all of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But you know, I guess mostly, I mean, power cable is what it is. I guess mainly people, if they're, if they're still listening at this point, <laughs> they're interested in the, in like the, you know, more of like the sound, the sound yeah. cabling. Um, yeah. Well, what about like, so is there a, is there a quality piece to cords and cables? Well, yeah, I, I think up to a point at least, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you talked about like the lifetime warranty thing. I mean, there are a couple brands out there. I mean, you know, again, we don't we don't get endorsements or or advertising money from anybody. So, you know, we can mention brand names and it's just, you know, our opinion. You know, Monster comes to mind right. um, as being one of the pretty reliable brands. I, you know, I, I just usually don't buy bargain basement brands anymore. Right. Um, you know, it's just, it usually isn't worth it. Like what I save is not worth the unpredictability. Like, oh, you stepped on your, happened to step on your cord once and now it doesn't work anymore. Right. Right? As opposed to, I've got a monster cable that I'm still carrying around in my, in my base bag. Yeah. Right. That I've been using as my main instrument to amp cable for like six years now. Right. I can't tell you how many gigs I've done with it. Hundreds. Right. And it's fine. Right. I mean, I've stepped on it and God knows what's happened to it all during that time. And it's been fine. So, but I think there's a point where, I don't know, where people start, uh, touting features of, (laughs) you know, oh, it's oxygen free, you know, gold plated, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I don't know. It, at some point to me, it's like the numbers just, it do, they don't add up. Right? right. I just don't think it's worth it. Right. Beyond a certain point. Like you could pay $200 for an 18 foot instrument cable, but is that really where you should be? Right. That $200? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Yeah. I mean, maybe, 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 you know, maybe, maybe uh, the tonality yeah. comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe I, it just know, sings. At a certain yeah. level. Uh, you know, I just feel like, I don't know. Personally, I'll, I'll tell you, I will switch the day somebody posts double blind survey results, right? Across mm-hmm. a number of, you know, dedicated, very apt listeners. And they do a double blind, you know, a double blind yep. test, um, scientifically, you know, rigorous to show what people really thought. And if I can, if I, if somebody does that, that's when I'll think a little different. Like, okay, I I can spend over fifty or sixty dollars for a cable, and it makes sense. Sounds like a hypothesis. Yeah, yeah. Well, somebody somebody out there can, can do that. Maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe it'll be like uh, somebody's 
thesis or something right. in music school. <laughs> but yeah, but what about you? What, what's your what's your take on the quality issue? Yeah, I, there's definitely, I've definitely been in a period where I bought cheap cables and they die quickly, right? Like they can't take the abuse. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I just make sure it's got nice quality, like yeah. shielded tips and kind of run from there. But I have gone into the whole like warranty thing because I feel yeah. like it's not about taking advantage of the warranty so much as, as it is that there's companies that are willing to put their name out there to have a warranty. Yeah. Yeah. Right. They just happen to last longer in the, yeah. in that level of abuse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So well, it depends they're gonna, on, they're going to stand behind their product then. Right. You know, so means something, and it kind of depends on what I'm using it for. So, but for like studio use, they don't move, right? They sit, hopefully they're sitting and they're just in one place. Right. Nice. Everything is soft and kind of, you know, nothing, no hard rough edges like hitting them or beating them up or being thrown around. Yeah. So I have, um, I have gone a little bit kind of close to that bargain basement level, not quite bargain basement, but you know, a niche with it, a, a notch above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, of course, just like being any other musician, you get curious and I see like the, the you know, the Fender coil, the white <laughs> coil, you know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. white coil. Yeah. That's the one that I always look at. I'm like, one day I'm going to spend my money on that. Right. And have that like vintage looking coiled. Man. <laughs> is it my bass playing going to get better? Probably. <laughs> probably is the answer to that. You're definitely going to play. Definitely. Is it a definitely it's or a, probably? No, it's a definitely. It's a definitely. <laughs> it is kind of cool. It's a great idea. It's, yeah. it's a coil. Uh, you know, I, I will, I, I will fess up to one thing, which is that, you know, I, quality i will definitely like i kind of kick it a little bit to the back seat when it mm -hmm. comes to mic cables for stage pa because i buy them at you know i buy them at pretty low prices and ridiculously often yeah just thinking that hey this cable cost me five bucks and you know i will tell you there are particular like i've bought enough of these from like i've bought one at a time from different places yeah to see what i'd get right and then based on that zeroed in on the ones that i was going to buy again in larger yeah. quantities and you know you can look there's actually a pile like there's a recent pile right. over here of cables yeah. that i stripped out of my pa bag because i had two of them um that just you know they're literally they're like shorted out of the box they're just but they just you plug them in and it's yeah. like zzz, and right. immediately i was like okay never buying those again right yeah and so pulled all of them out because i just didn't want to deal with when they went bad but then there's a couple other makers i don't pay any more than i did for those like the cables that we're using right now from these microphones yeah and they've worked great i have some of them that have like the the only ones that have died have literally been from abuse by bandmates. Yep. So those ha because those get treated so harshly, I actually made a conscious decision to buy cheap because I knew that they were going to get abused and I didn't want to be spending the kind right. of money over and over for like really good microphone yeah. cables that were just going to get destroyed. On right, the road, right. Just that just comes like when you have bandmates, who makes sense. You know, use yeah. all the care or whatever. Then 
eh, yeah. Here in the studio, though, on the other hand, like, you know, I'd actually consider buying up to some nicer, um, yeah. you know, microphone cables just, you know, for use here. Yeah. Because they're never going to move. Right. There's also um, um, the the Speak On. Oh, yeah. Right, which is like, I, I bought um, actually two times, I bought some generic Speak Ons. Yeah. That spoke off. <laughs> Totally didn't. <laughs> Their speak was not on. They Their just, speak they, game was not on. They were just, yeah, they just didn't say anything. I was like, yeah. you guys are speaking on, but you're not. But you're really off. You're not saying anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Not working at all. Yeah. There, there's definitely, there's something in that quality. There's something in that mid-range. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if you're looking for, for value. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, but when we talk start talking about like cords and cables, you know, there's different... I mean, you know, and lengths and whatnot. Does does size matter, Paul? <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that, Dave. Go ahead, you answer. <laughs> answer your own question. No, go ahead. Touch it. <laughs> Touch it, Paul. <laughs> oh man, things are breaking bad here. Practical base. <laughs> no, but yeah, but in seriousness, right? Like, yeah. Like. Have you found, have you found like a difference in, you know, I don't know whether we're talking, we're talking about length, length or of girth. <laughs> Just, or either. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you, have you, I mean, have you, are there certain lengths of cable that you will like either you go out of your way to buy or that you avoid? I mean, I'm actually really picky about this because I feel like the length is important for a number of different reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mostly I'm trying to get the, sh- the shortest as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get like that least amount of like length that the music has to travel through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also trying to create the least amount of mess in my space. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Cord is mess. We've all been to studios where it's super clean. We've all been on stages where it's super clean and we've all been on, on stages and studios where it's super just cord and cable Yeah, just a mess. Like everywhere you walk, you're stepping on cables and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, and having runs be like the right length for where they want to go and routing right. them well and whatever is like can make the big difference like in how you feel on stage. Yeah. No, and it, it is a, it that's true. It's like a, um, it's a, for me, and I guess everybody's different, right? But for me, it's like a happy place to to go onto a stage or go into a studio where there's just like cleanliness. Like yeah. it's just clean lines. Um, you're not tripping over anything. You're on stage. You don't have to like, oh, where do my feet get to go? Yeah. My yeah. feet should get to go wherever they want to go. Yeah. Like, I'm you're playing performing. music. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And being an artist, like I don't want to have to say like, oh, I can only stay within like this square two feet or whatever. Um, same, same goes for the studio. But so for me to that point, it, it, it is, it is important and it takes a while sometimes for me to like re-gear, right? Like I'll have like my gear for whatever project I'm working at and then I'll re-gear and Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, get new cables that fit the right size space or whatever. Right. So. That's how I feel about it. That's, that's an opinion piece. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I, I think that's a, I think that's a valid way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having, having a messy stage can, 
just it, it can bug me i think as much as you know as much as the next person maybe right. <laughs> maybe more um <laughs> yeah so i mean we if anybody hasn't heard it you know in our last episode we talked about you know, it was in the context of DIs, but we talked about mm-hmm. balanced and unbalanced cables and how they work, right? And so these right. balanced cables can be longer and you don't run into as much issue with interference or noise. But at the same time, like you said, right. you can have a really messy stage as a result of having a ton of cables that are all way too long for the spaces that you're playing in. Or, you know, if right. you're playing in somebody's venue where they have a lot of pre-wired stuff you hope that they've you know done the nice thing and like i don't know put a there's like a snake box or something that you can attach to that makes things easy or you know but that's not always the case unfortunately um yeah the 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 thing to me about being on stage is i i don't like being restricted on stage right so to me like my cables are usually not where i get too um, to wound up, like usually I can find ways to route them yeah. that make sense. And, you know, I typically have like, I've got a ton of 20 and 25 foot mic cables. Cause that's just like a standard length. I've got, mm-hmm. you know, tons of those. And if that ends up like if 20 feet ends up being too big for a space, eh, you know, I'll deal with it. If, if yeah. it's that small a space, it's probably a small ensemble and I'm not running that many of them. Right. right. Um, but I really, you know, for me, the instrument cable is a big deal. Like I don't, yeah. I know that like, what is it? 10 or 12 feet. You find a lot of those mm-hmm. standard cables are like 10 or 12 feet. And that is like, for me, that has never been a decent length. Like I real, I've got to have like 21 and a half, 25 foot, you know, it's got to be yeah. a length where I'm not constantly worried about, am I going to run out of you know length before i walk over to the other side of the stage and like you know you know right jamming with the guy is on the other side of the stage right right yep i mean honestly at this point i should probably think about wireless but i've just never found something that i was like you know i was so enamored of and and decided it was worth it now you know now it's time to go portable you know yeah. um you know it's got to be it's got to be small right because we talk about traveling right. light and i just haven't found anything that fits like it's got all the features i want and it's light and it's portable and it's reliable right i just haven't yeah. gotten there so for me it's like i just got to have a nice long instrument cable yeah that's definitely the dream yeah that's definitely nice like yeah. you know um yeah, and it's funny because these are like these are just our opinions. Like for me, I go for the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. Like I'd rather if I'm doing sound, I'd rather put my guitar down and then like shimmy over to the board or do things just so that when I'm in my place, yeah. Like I just have the chord that hits the ground, skips it for a few feet and then goes right up to my board to my amp yeah and then that's it yeah and that's the beauty of it it's just like you know it's whatever like wherever that happy place is but yeah yeah you know so i I mean i think yeah i think this is you know we've got a couple different opinions i guess on on how to you know on how to make the cabling situation work and what cables we like um you know we did you talked about speak on cables earlier Mm -hmm. right and right um i think that the thing that people will hopefully know is that, you know, the speak on cables, there's a reason for those to exist, right? Those were invented to carry 
like high powered um, signal, like high wattage signal right, from one place to another. So, you know, you're not going to find like a speak on cable for, you know, to go from your base to your amp or from your, <laughs> you know, from your microphone or something right. like that. You're not going to find a DI box with speak on cable on it, right? It's designed right. to go from amps to speakers, essentially, right? right. You carry a very high current yep. um, signal. So hopefully people know about that. And you know, you talked about the speak ons that didn't work. I actually ran into that not long ago mm-hmm. and it was an off brand speak on cable. And so yep. I actually kind of, what I discovered was that um, when I did some testing on it with a cable tester, I figured out that the, uh, it, the problem was not in the cable itself. It was actually in the connectors, which right. are a lot of times the, those are the cheap part. That's where cable. it's at. Right. Yeah. It's the connector. Yeah. You'll find that in mic cables too, like cables that go bad. I mean, I don't have a real number for this, but in my experience, the ones that I've had go bad, like four times out of five, it's actually in the, the problems in the connector. Like it's become right. the soldering joint has become loose or whatever. Like it's just gotten disconnected or, yeah. you know, not well connected or whatever the case is. Because be. after that, what is it? It's just the cable. Yeah. Yeah. And right. you can break cable, but you know, it's, it's harder than you think. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so the speak on cable that I bought was, was a, uh, it turned out the connectors were junk and I went and bought, I think I paid like, you know, $20 or $25 for the speak on cable. And what I did was, you know, I went to the store and you could buy real Neutrik speak on connectors, oh. right? Like the real things. Right. I think it was like $8 for a pair of them. Right. Huh. So I went and just bought new connectors and wiring these things in is completely easy. Like you can do it yourself with a screw. All you need is a screwdriver. You don't solder right. them at all. Right. Which makes them amazing to work. That's one of the great things about speak-ons is that there's no soldering involved in that at all, yeah. like by definition. So all I had to do was just stri- restrip the wires, you know, get them wired in, screw down the the posts. Yep. And that was it. I was ready to go. Mm. And I've never had a problem with that cable since. That's cool. So those are those are pretty useful. Do you do you label your cables? How how like how anal retentive do you get like in the studio or or live even? Yeah. That. Oh, super. <laughs> I knew that answer was going to be there. I knew you were going to say that. So like, like to what extent, like, how do you do that? I mean, um, so I have, you know, I use my own color tape for each project. Uh-huh. I'm that bad. So like, if it's, <laughs> you know, if there's a, like, if the color of the tape around my cables are mi- like matching somebody else's, I'll just pick a new color. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be yellow for this one. Yeah. Or I'll be white for this one. Yeah. Whatever it is, red. And the funny thing is too, like um, in one of my bands, I'm borrowing cables mm-hmm. and I love it because it's, it's somebody who's like even more <laughs> like they have like a, like not only a colored tape, but also somehow in it, like a printout of their name. Oh yeah. And then like a like, clear over it. Oh, they've used the, um, what you call it? Like the, the brother Right, brother label printer. Yeah, thingy. like the label. <laughs> the, the label. Oh, that's amazing. That has their name on it. I'm like, oh yeah, that well, definitely. Yeah. No one's gonna mistake that. Yeah. No one can walk off with it and say, "How did I? How could I have known?" Yeah, and honestly, it's not. Um, I don't. I don't get crazy about like in in the studio situation when it's a band that's sharing a studio. I do get a little crazy about it because there's so much stuff going yeah. on. Yeah there that like you're contributing so much you just want to make sure that like 
if and when that project ends, you can at least come back with like the hundred dollars of cables that you yeah. put in, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I mean, that's just like it's fair for everybody. And yeah, no one knows like, oh, did I take that from him or whatever? Right. Like, super right. clear. Um, for gigs, like I like labeling just so that I know which is mine. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, yeah, of course, that's why we label. But like, so that for the next gig, this this was mine or if it got swapped out, like I don't, you know, I just want to keep track of what's mine. So I have like the right cables that I'm yeah. using or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've got like, there's a specific cable that I have that I know is my, you know, I was telling you about that one mm-hmm. instrument cable, right. Which is right. my, my, it goes with me wherever my bass goes, it's with me. Right? Yeah. So I always have something I can plug in. Right. Um, and every, you know, there's no mistaking it for other cables. They don't make it anymore. And, um, that's and it's very distinctive. But I I don't actually label, like I have no labeling on my cables for my PA stuff. It's all like, I mean, literally like straight out of the box. They're all black or whatever. And, right. And the only thing that I think has saved me from the thing that you're talking about is that I bring all that stuff for the gigs. Right. So everybody knows it's all mine. Right. And that eventually, like that could bite me. If I, if I show up for mm-hmm. a gig where it's like I start mixing that up with people, it could get really bad. Um, the drummer that I work with sometimes he has a specific way of doing it. It's like he puts yellow, like two rings of yellow tape. Right. And that's his code. Like he knows right. that those are his cables. Right. And it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely the way to go. I, I, I have not applied that level of care. Yeah. And I think I, pro, you know, what is going to cure that is <laughs> the first time somebody walks off with like three of my cables. Right. And be like, I thought I had more cables than this. And <laughs> yeah. I guess I better label yeah. them. Yeah. You know, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Being in, being in a large band, like a band that has like 10 plus people. You learn fast. Yeah. It's like being, it's like, uh, you know, I grew up almost as an only child, but like my friends that had, you know, a lot of kids in their family, like five brothers and sisters. Yeah. It gets labeled. Yeah. You learn to write your name. Yeah. It's super easy. (laughs) Just fix that. Yeah. I mean, the other, you know, I think, um, you know, another thing that I think yeah. about, like when we're talking about cables in general, sometimes they, you know, they go bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I never know what to do. Like for me, I just like, I just toss them. I don't know <laughs> what, I don't know what else to do. Well, I mean, that's, is there another fix? I mean, that's or? one way. I mean, that's one way, right? I mean, like you have to, you got to take care of cables, obviously. And we'll talk about some ways for that. But, um, you know, in, in my case, I have a cable tester that I carry with me, and it's it's not like a fancy one. It's like mm-hmm. again, um, you know, you know, we talk about Behringer a bit because you know there there is some good stuff that they that they make, yeah. and you know one of the things they make is this. It's their I don't know. It's like has called CT one hundred or something like that. Right. Literally, CT stands for cable tester. Right. I'm pretty sure, but one hundred. Yeah, but one which sounds good. They should have yeah. named it CT one thousand. That would have then it would have been ten times as yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's 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 a good cable tester, and yeah. uh, you know, so I bring that with me, and uh, you know, it's always in my in my gear, and uh, it's real easy to test cables there. Like you can find very quickly because of the way the lights work on it, yeah. you can find whether the problem is like a break in the line or oh, whether nice. it's actually the connector. You know, when you wiggle things properly, like if you wiggle part of the like if you can find a part of the cable that's bad when you wiggle it you know, those, it, it's going to, the lights are going to come on saying there's intermittent signal. Huh. And then you can wiggle smaller and smaller pieces of it until you narrow down into where the break actually is. 
But again, like I said before, I found that breaks are not nearly as often as just having the the connectors go bad. Right. Like that is the part that really ends up being the, the problem more often than not. Sure. And that's the part that's taken the most abuse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, you know, the cable's hanging off the end, it gets yanked and then, right. you know, it's, it's basically, you're, you're almost kind of ripping it out of joint when you do that. Right. Which so that, brings yeah. us to like the whole, like caring for yep. the cable. Yeah. The, like yeah. the cheapest part of your rig, right. Is it's the like the $10, 15 part. Yeah. yeah. And you actually like, I don't know. I think that there needs to be care there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, your amplifier can go better or whatnot, but, you know, right. the first thing that's going to go bad is, like, you know, the $5 connector <laughs> that's on your cable, you know? That's the thing that is going to be the first to go. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and, and and another piece of it is education, right? Like, um, you know, I go through this with, with bandmates and stuff. Like, since I'm bringing the PA, right, part of the price for that, like, part of the price for that is, like, when we're tearing down at mm-hmm. the end of the night... You know, unless I'm unless I'm getting paid more than everybody else, everybody's helping right. know, tear down the PA <laughs> at the end. Um, you know, you gotta go with your, you know, gotta go through teaching your bandmates how you want your cables coiled up. Like, and there are different ways to do it. You know, sure. I, I think that is one of those holy war arguments we probably right. don't want to get into. But you <laughs> yeah. know, I've got a way that I do mine, and you got to yeah. show people how you want it done, and you know, yeah. exercise appropriate care, like. However you decide to do that, the thing is, remember that cables are very flexible, but they're not, they're not break proof. They're not infinitely flexible. They're not indestructible. Yeah. You can't take them and like bend it 180 degrees in like, like the way that you would, uh, you know, like pinch a twist tie or something like that. You know, you're going (laughs) to break that cable if you do something like that, you know, so you just, you know, keep them in loose coils somehow one way or the other, however you tie them up. Don't. You know, don't take that for granted. Don't yeah. don't coil them up too tightly. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I try to, I mean, I know there's so many different ways of going about it, but at the end of the day, like I just try not to treat my cables yeah. in, in a, like I treat, let me put it this way. I treat them in a way that I treat the rest of my rig. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like with care, I don't toss my base into the bag. Yeah. Right. I don't throw my amp like off the stage to like hope that it's going to be cool the next time. Right. At the same way, you don't like yank on, you know, yank your yeah. cable out of the joint. Right. To, I don't, I don't drag the, the, the tip of the cable, like across the cement floor or whatever. <laughs> and, and it's not that it's, it's not about the money because like they're not expensive, but it's just the unpredictability. Yeah. yeah right. It's like, like one wrong move could like, cost you a lot of heartache you don't want to show up to your next gig finding out that you did the wrong thing last time and now you're a cable down that you really needed right so yeah that makes sense well i think that's probably as good a place to stop as any um you know i think this actually turned out a little more interesting than uh than i feared who'd have thought yeah at least that's what i hope we'll find out if the audience (laughs) agrees and you know speaking of which um you know our audience members out there we really thank you for listening you know we want to have a conversation with you and we hope that you'll connect up with us and let us know what you think let us know like cable nightmares what are some uh, what are some cables that you love what are some cable you know some cables that you hate that you've run into um you know we'd like to hear your stories for and you know pro and con uh tell us about like your worst cable story i think that could be like the best thread ever <laughs> like the worst thing that ever happened to you with your, your your cables 
Um, and you can do that by you know, catching up with us on our Facebook page for Practical Bass. Um, we're also on, on Twitter and Google+, and even on Instagram. Um, you can also give us feedback at our website, practicalbass.com. There's a contact form there you can fill out, and that email from that form goes straight to Dave and me. We read everything we get, and we'll respond really quickly. We'd love to hear not just stories about cables, because, you know, honestly, you know, there can't be that many stories about cables, I guess. We'd love to hear feedback from you guys about on uh, stories or topics that you would like us to go into. Um, we're always open to that. We've done some listener mail topics before, and we'd love to do them again. Um, also, you can find on our website information about subscribing. And you can find us on whatever podcatching app that you use on your mobile device or your computer. That might be the Podcasts app on your iPhone. It might be Google Play Music on your Android phone. It might be iTunes on your Mac computer or Stitcher Radio on any platform. Just about any podcatching app, you're going to be able to find us. Just do a search for Practical Bass. And when our black and white logo comes up, look for the subscribe link and hit that. And you'll get a fresh episode of Practical Bass delivered to you every week with all the latest news and information and tips and advice on making your gigs and gear better. Because that's our purpose here. We want to help elevate your working bass life. And so until next time, I'm Paul Frields. And I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. All right, 13 takes. All right, come on. We're uh, going to do this. Number 14 is the magic one. <laughs> crack, crack, <laughs> crack, crack in the neck. Oh, yeah. You're Let's like, go. You're like, and I'm like, you <laughs> 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 went the whole time without fucking up. That's great. Oh, that's funny. Thank you.